Hannah. Hi. <laughs> um, welcome to the podcast this week. Welcome to the podcast this week. Maddie, we should talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. You got your hair done seconds ago. Moments, mere moments ago, she finished. dryer. Yes. She's blonde. Gorge. Um, She's blonde. It, it, it was funny. She, the gal who did my hair, she was like, when's the last time you were this blonde? Because I've told her about, you know, my hair journey. It's only the second time I've gone to her. And I was like, honestly, I think my wedding was the last time I was like somewhat close to this. And even so, I think I'm still hair darker than I was at my wedding. Um, but she got my hair light so quickly. Two no, sessions. Right. That's blonde. <laughs> That's so blonde. She said Barbie who? Um, right. And then when I was there, I was like, truthfully, I thought I had scheduled a haircut as well, but I didn't. And I didn't realize it till like a few days ago and there was nothing open around the time, yada, yada, whatever. So I'll just have to come back. And she goes, oh, let me see if someone can do it. So she, one of the guys had had a cancellation and he, yeah, he was like, if you can wait like 45 minutes between, I'll do, yeah, I'll cut it. And I was like, actually, that's a good idea. So ended up waiting like 30 minutes between and got my hair cut. Very nice. Yeah. Love that journey for you. Thank you so much. Um, Everybody, if you're in LA, go to Spoken Wheel. You love? Can you drop the name of your individual or no? Uh, I truthfully don't know who cut my hair today. I'll have to look into it. (laughs) First time I met them. Uh, But Sandra is excellent at dying. Hair. (laughs) Dying. Okay. I was like, oh, uh, no, that's great. Isn't it nice when you go somewhere and you're like, wait, is this my hair? Could my hair have done this this whole time? Could we have done this forever? Could we have been doing this? Yeah. I know I texted mine and I was like, so remember how blonde you got this pieces you gave me? I want my whole head this color now. So we'll see what happens. Perfect. I love it. But I have to keep my roots. I got to keep dark roots because my hair is so dark. Yeah. Let's see what I do. Well, it's so hard to keep people who have dark hair and have like bleach blonde or whatever and go to the root. I I don't know how you, you do it. You have to bleach it every week. You're yeah. right. Like, that's what I mean. No. I know. I, I'm going to tell her to do. I'm like, listen, I don't want to say it because it's 2023 and I feel like I I shouldn't say it anymore, but I need like a balayage. No, it's like a, high it is up. a balayage. A okay. full balayage, baby. Okay. That is I like, literally like that. Just it grows in so much nicer. It's just intentionally great, shitty. I love it. Mm hmm. I'm realizing in this moment I am not wearing headphones. So this entire beginning of this is going to just be rat shit awful because you're just going to hear the echoes in the background. I'd like to apologize in this moment. Hey, we caught it. You caught it. I did catch it. Uh, I caught it too late, but I caught it nonetheless. I'd like Check to apologize one. to Hannah's dad who <laughs> <laughs> was probably sitting here this whole opening being like, dumbasses. These fucking girls again. <laughs> this nonsense. Oh, man. Um, no, no. I was just going to say when I saw my dad last night, I go, Dad, I don't know if you listened to the episode yet, but we got all the way to the end before we were like, 
Brussels, shout out. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that was last episode. <laughs> like, so perfect. Oh. Audio or Brussels? It's one or the other. We are, uh, you know, while we're talking about Brussels, might as well. Might as well shout talk. out. So you got your hair cut, mm-hmm. colored. She's a new woman. She's got things to do this week. Speaking of this week, who was our guest on the podcast? Our guest this week was Sam Parker. Sam Parker, average sales guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you are uh, a regular on the streams, you know him, you love him. If you're from Columbus, Indiana, you probably also know him and love him. If you don't know who this is, you will by the end of this, and you will then love him. So... You want to dive in? <laughs> yeah, let's dive in. Let's let them hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah, the best is when she starts it and all of a sudden I look up and it says, Madeline is recording the call. And you're like, oh, what have Would've I been said? been nice to know. Yeah, I'm used to it. I just prompting that this call is being uh, recorded. Oh, so yeah. From like Zoom. Zoom. Yep. Yep. Everybody, that voice you heard is Sam. Hello, hello, hello. Also Sam. known as uh, average sales guy. Yes. Sales guy in the flesh. Well, I was going to say. Virtually. It works. It works. Yeah. Um, Sam is an avid stream watcher and supporter. A phenomenal fan, I would say. We had to have him on because he's not just a fan. He's a very amazing person. So we have to find out more. That is very kind. It's ketchup only for me. <laughs> ketchup only. It's a it fun one. Yeah. What's your um, favorite part about the stream? Honest, well, favorite part. That's a good question. What I like is just like it's just free flowing conversation. It feels like we're all just hanging out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we like about it too. The streams are fun. I guess like my thing is like sometimes it's like I don't know what like as a as a viewer or a lurker as they say in the streaming world. It's like I don't know how much to like contribute in the chat because sometimes yeah. I'll just blast in there and then I'm like. No one else is chatting. I, I don't want to be like, you know, trying to dominate the chat. Yeah. I love it. Get in that chat. That's my favorite thing. Cause then it's like it's interactive. Fun. Yeah. I like interactive. I don't, this podcast shit. No, I'm just kidding. But the <laughs> stream is very fun. It's just, I like being interactive and talking to people. So I'm glad you joined because it's nice when people chat. So I encourage it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Got to lean in, as they say. Yeah. We are we are as leaned in as you can be into this podcast at this point. Is that what we're calling it? Leaning in? <laughs> oh. <laughs> We've dove in head first. I think it sounds uh, less psychotic if we just call it leaning in. Leaning in. Mm-hmm. Less manic, for sure. Um, Sam, how do you know Madeline? <sighs> Madeline and I go way back. Way back to our days in CICC together. Mm-hmm. Um, where I was a uh, on the base end of the choir in uh, in town. I think that was like fourth grade. Like were we like ten? Like yeah. It well, were grade? you in Descant Choir ever, or did you just do concert choir? I just did concert. So I started in second grade, and then you must have joined then in third or fourth or. It would have been. Down. At earliest fourth grade, I think. Yeah. Like was when was the New York trip? That was like sixth grade, wasn't it? Yes. Were we in sixth grade or were we in fifth grade? 
I, I don't like know. Fifth... It was 2007. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it was fifth grade. Yeah. I have my. I kept a journal of that trip, that New York trip, and um, have like napkins and receipts and random stuff. And it's at my parents' house. And every so often when I'll like be going through stuff, I'll find it. And it's just like, it's kind of gross. I'm pretty sure there's a Band-Aid in there. I must have like cut myself. I'm <sighs> crazy. Gross. That is interesting. It's funny to look back on it too and just think about how just a bunch of kids from Columbus, Indiana were performing in Carnegie Hall, which like had zero significance to me at the time because I don't know anything about culture as a, you know, coming from Southern Indiana. Um, right. So it well, just, you know, my mom kept like talking about it. And I was just like, you know, cool. I'm just going to New York. I don't know. Like, wait, what's I'm uncultured. What's Carnegie Hall? Carnegie Hall is one of the like most renowned performance venues. Of course it is. Um, And, and it's hard because I'm with you, Sam. I like knew it was a big deal, but at the same time, it felt like everything that we did in that choir was a big deal. So it was kind yeah. of like, is this actually a big deal or is it a big deal? Right. Yeah. And you have nothing to compare it to, like as far no. as like, your life experience goes. Yeah. Was so. it huge? Like, is it a very like how many people does it sit? What's the vibe? You know, I don't know how many people can sit in there. It's it's very big though. Yeah. And in, in the sense of like the space itself. I remember such like random parts of that trip in my mind like I remember I thought my wallet had gotten stolen but it was just I left it in the hotel room one night and we had been out shopping or something with our chaperone and I was terrified I was like I don't have any money (laughs) that's it I'm broke for the rest of the trip I'm poor yeah (laughs) I um Honestly, I don't remember a whole lot about that trip, frankly. I do remember that was when the um, flat brim hats were very much a thing with the sticker mm-hmm. still on it. And I was collecting those as a cool kid. Um, yeah. But that's about it. That's about all I remember from, from my trip out there. Do you remember who you roomed with? No. I couldn't. I don't remember any any other folks in the choir, to be honest. I thought you were going to say, I don't remember anything from my childhood. And I was like, we're on the same page, but that makes sense too. Yeah. I have, I have pushed a whole lot of it back, you know, sure. just kind of just tucked it down there. You know, that. Yeah. Safekeeping. Absolutely. Safekeeping for sure. I call it my Pandora's box. She just yeah. I like, holds yeah. on to stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. But you guys met. So inquire possibly fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so Around fun. That time. And then, and then Maddie and I went to high school together, um, yeah. where we once again were in choir, I think junior year, when Rachel Ozels and um, Allie Halstead talked me into it in PE. Yes. So. They did. <sighs> Good time. Had you, not, had you not done like high school choir before? You just did junior year? Yeah, I just did it. Um, it was the classic, you know, kind of like pretty upperclassmen girls were giving me attention and told me to do something. And I was like, sure, Absolutely. I'll do it. I have no Absolutely. shame in it. Um, and it was it was fun. But like, I couldn't with a lot of extracurriculars. I was a swimmer growing up and that mm. took up so much of my time that 
Like at one point, it's like you have to drop like a lot of extracurriculars that like needed time, like on the weekends or you know after school, which I just couldn't commit to. Swimmers were easily like the swimmers and the cross country runners at school were the two sports that like really had no lives outside of their sport. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we very much didn't have a choice either. Our, our, our swim coach liked to be very controlling of, of our time and, and how we spend it outside of the pool as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting when you think about it, like the contrast between Sheridan and um, Weinheimer. Yeah. Uh, just their coaching styles were just radically different, but they still like were uh, producing top tier athletes. I thought was interesting. Yeah, totally. Oh man. Did you get out of swimming in PE because you were a swimmer or did you have to do it? Oh, I had to do it. Um, well, so PE individual, uh, of course, Riga made me do it. Yeah. And I was also, that was when I had fractured my back. So I was also in a brace. Um, which I remember that. Particularly embarrassing. But the worst part was already being a swimmer and spending so much time in chlorinated water. My skin was so dry. And after mm. PE, you know, they'd give you five minutes to change and five minutes to make it to your next class. Right. So I just remember I'd be sitting in Mimi Hageman's English class and it was like a thousand beetles were just crawling. Oh. And I just needed to itch it so badly and I couldn't. Um, it was it was tough. Wait. Mimi Hageman loved you. She did. Oh. Oh. I will never forget, like in the same class, she <laughs> had scolded somebody for dozing off. And I like, like literally 10 minutes later, I was doing like one of these with my, my head down and mm-hmm. like pretending to read, of course. And she comes over and she's like, everything all right, Sam? Like, you, do you need some gum? Do you want to go stand by the window? Like, what what can I do to help? And I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm fine. I was just, you know, just reading along. Um, it was so oh. funny. God, that's so funny. I love I love when you've got the teacher's favorite. That's a very nice place to be. I'm trying to think because we had like a decent amount of regular classes together too. Because I think I was in that class, that English class with you. And then we had, were you in Lindsay's class with me? No, I didn't do no, AP English. No, that was English. that yeah. was Zach. Yeah, I did. I went I went the Sanders route with English, where it was a lot easier, and we could just kind of talk her into doing whatever we wanted. Tom was so so good at that. He's like, I know. So how about Sarah instead of reading? this chapter for homework why don't you just read it aloud to us in class so that we can all interact with it along and she's like that's a great idea tom let's do that and of course she didn't care like you know she was fine doing that but it was so funny that's smart that's a good kid how did you break your back uh it's uh so again it goes back to just our our coach and his training methods he didn't wasn't a big fan of warming up or stretching or any of that sort of it was all about maximum output and it was a stress fracture, so it was repetitive inter- oh. injury. Um, yeah. So I, I just remember running, and I jumped off something, kind of just messing around with some friends. Um, it was like we finished the lap or whatever, and I just landed and felt it tweak a bit. And then, of oh, course, yeah. I didn't say anything for a couple weeks until it was excruciating. Okay. And then I went to the doctor, and then he yelled at me and went from there. Oh, that... Oh, that makes me cringe so hard. I children need to speak up is what I'm learning from this. <laughs> yeah, they really do. <laughs> they do. Um, that's awful. Coaches are something else. 
Well, you're so scared too when you're young that like, you haven't realized that everyone's replaceable in all of their life and everything. So you're just trying to do the best you can to like propel yourself in your, in your sport or craft or whatever without the for like the long long sight what's the word <laughs> what am i looking for without foresight the, like, yeah i mean yeah to like recognize that down the line this injury will affect me more if i don't do something about it now than you know ignoring it whatever so yeah it's hard. I, think that, I think that's that's one of like the lessons that came out of that you know because mm-hmm. from a young age from there i was like okay like now this is like this has now created serious implications down the road for me. Like I'm not gonna do this again. Like if something genuinely hurts, I'm not gonna be too tough to like say something about it. Yeah. Do you are you a Scorpio moon? What's your moon sign? Uh moon. I believe I'm Aries moon. I believe oh. I'm, so I'm uh Sagittarius Sun, Sagittarius rising, and then an Aries moon. Aries moon, how wild. I only asked because everything that I've read about Scorpio moons is always like traumatic childhood. And I was like, this sounds like not, (laughs) not just like the breaking back of it all. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot on a child trauma wise. So that though, welcome to the fire club. I am also all fire. So I love fire, fire, fire sign. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, yeah, I'm still trying to understand that a little bit more because I don't feel like I'm a very fiery person. So I'm trying to mm-hmm. understand like what exactly it means to be, you know, kind of like, you know, going through this, what is my identity and what yeah. does it mean to have three fire signs, you know? I think you are outgoing though. Like you, especially, I don't know, you were shy when I remember, I don't know what year, it was towards the end of our time in CICC because we were definitely like the taller ones we were sitting and you and I ended up sitting next to each other one year. And I remember being like, Oh, he's so shy. But then we started to talk and I was like, he's very funny. We get along. Like it, I, we became friends and then knowing who all your friends were growing up and stuff. I'm like, you all were just like silly fun. Like I see it, but I agree. There's parts of you that I'm like, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say I'm, I'm selectively outgoing. Like I can, uh, you know, I'm good to put on a performance for a little bit, razz, razzle and dazzle. Um, but I'm very much like in my spare time, I like to just kind of have, have me time, just, you know, just shut it down, chill, relax. Like I don't feel the need to be surrounded by people and always talking. Um, so, yeah, but I think in that instance, it was very much like, I didn't want to be there. I was kind of forced mm-hmm. to be there. So it's yeah. like, I'm just here going through the motions. Yeah. Yep. Trying to make mom happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that. Been there. But then again, the Aries of you, I see. And like, I don't know. I love, I think Aries are so fun. But an Aries moon, hmm, feisty. Yeah, feisty for sure. I don't have Aries. I'm Sagittarius and Leo are my mixes. But if I had Aries, I'd be out of control. That you would be. God, God said no. God <laughs> said absolutely not. We can't do that. The Aries, the fire sign in you is the side of you that just quit your job and decided to travel or whatever that you did yeah. a, a year, couple years ago. Yeah. 
I can see that for sure. I'm very much, uh, I can be a little bit transactional when it comes to the workplace, I think, as I've spent more and more time inside of it. Mm-hmm. And you realize, like, you know, people love you, you know, and, and up until it's like they don't really need you around anymore. And then it's like, all right, he's gone. You know, you may talk for a couple weeks after, and then it's like you are just, you're out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Um, and so that was, the, yeah, that was, you know, something that I learned, I guess, in, in the corporate world. I don't even know if it's corporate, but just in the tech scene, startup scene, you know, professional, post-grad, whatever you want to say. So you went to Purdue. DePaul. No, you went to DePaul. <clears throat> Wrong golden colored school. Um, <laughs> you went to DePaul. And then did you move to San Francisco right after school? When did you move up north? Yeah, I moved um, I moved out to the Bay that winter. Um, so I took some time off. I was trying to figure out what the hell to do with my life with an economics and political science degree, you know, kind of kind of mm. one of those things. Um, and I didn't want to go to Chicago, um, just kind of like in the yeah. nature of I'm very nomadic. I like to kind of break out and like explore new places, make new friends, knowing that I'll always have those folks, you know, back home. Um, and I also know that if I like stick with them, then I'm like less likely to branch out. Yeah. Um, and that's just something that I really value. Um, so yeah, I, I took some months off. I actually subbed for a little bit at North, which was a fun experience. That's right. Um, and then, yeah, and then went to Thailand kind of for my like little kickoff. It was also for my birthday. Um, did you go with Aaron or did you go alone? I went solo. Aaron, I think that's it. I think Aaron went and I wanted to do that as well. I was Someone asked me the other day and I was like, I, I remember having a very strong desire to, to go solo traveling, but I forgot like what sparked it initially, like what conversation I had with somebody or who did it. And I couldn't for the life of me remember. But that that makes a lot of sense. That'll do it. That Aaron. Love that man. Oh, that man. <laughs> um, okay, so then you moved to the Bay Area, and you were there for how long? I was in the Bay for, let's see, 2017 to 2020. Um, so, like, about three and a half years. I made it okay. till about, I want to say, like, right before the insurrection, I believe. Um, yeah. You know, right. a few months before that, uh, in November, it, like the bay just became so desolate. Like, you know, it's been locked out for a while, which was fine. I wasn't like super like open this this motherfucker back up. Uh, yeah. But like, what did it was like all my friends started leaving. Like, it started with them just like going back home for a little bit, and then they're like, "Well, you know, why am I still paying San Francisco rent?" And they started mm-hmm. leaving, and then I was stuck there, and my friends had left, and I was like, uh, "I don't want to." keep doing this yeah 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 that doesn't sound fun that's the time to make a move for sure i'm sorry i keep muting this dog is so loud with his bone it scares me that my dad's gonna text me after this podcast and be like what the fuck was that noise in the background <laughs> and i'm gonna be like it's that damn dog <laughs> oh do both no. of y'all's parents listen to the to the pod um, my mom does not my mom does not thank god otherwise that my... would be awful yeah, my dad and mom will occasionally listen, I think, dependent on who the person is. Um, 
but mostly no, because they don't need to hear me drop the F-bomb multiple times <laughs> in an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So my dad uh, is an avid listener for sure, but my mm-hmm. mom pulled back. But she was on, and my dad's been on, and we're going to have Maddie's parents on this season. Oh. Mm-hmm. Exciting. So, we got to get them involved. It's against their will, but we're getting them involved. Mm-hmm. My parents will perform. Like That's why I can't wait. Gonna, uh, I'm going to just roll my eyes the whole time. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. Um, okay, Sam, do you have any pets? Pets, no. So I am more of a dog uncle. Love. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, actually the past, pretty much since I left San Francisco, or even during for a year and a half in San Francisco, my girlfriend had two toy poodles who I took care of a lot, especially during yeah. the lockdown. Um, sure. Moved back home. My buddy Zach had his uh, Australian shepherd, Liam, who's just a goofball. Love him. Um, and then here, my roommate here has a Havanese uh, mm. dog, which is like a small, it's Cuban. It's like a small terrier poodle type of, of mix, like you can think of, um, Webster. And he's great. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Awesome. Good. Yeah, we, I foster dogs. So this one is a rental. Um, and she has been quite. A rental. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Oh, and like, thank God. Uh, we'll see how far we can get her because she's a little untrained. So it's a little wild over here. But um, And what got you into fostering dogs? Um, I did not want to make the lifelong commitment to a dog yet. And I didn't feel like I was financially ready to make that dive too because I really want to buy this specific dog that's very expensive. Um, so I was like, until then, let's just, you know, there's dogs in need that it, and it's like free. I mean, it is free because they pay for everything that you need and you take them to their vet and everything. Yeah. And like, I'll, I bought her some treats and stuff, but if I texted them and was like, can I pick up treats? I would just go pick up treats, but you know, you're kind of volunteering. So it's like the extra volunteer of like donating money then to the dog too. But otherwise, yeah, that's kind of why. And, um, we'll see how it goes. This is just number two. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you, are you fostering dogs like the one that you're going to get, or is it just kind of... It's a free-for-all, yeah. The dog yeah. I want is, like, an Irish wolfhound mixed with a poodle um, so that they don't shed as much um, because I don't, like... I, like, have allergies, so I don't want, you know, all the hair, uh, which it actually hasn't been too bad with the two fosters we've had. Both shed a lot, Um but still, I don't want to, like, live in that forever. So that's the dog I want. And that thing's, like, four grand. Like, mm-hmm. obscene. Like, absolutely out of control. So I'm like, we got to wait a little before we spend that chunk of change on a dog. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. So uh, Liam, the Australian Shepherd, like, long-haired, they shed just ridiculously. Yeah. I would... What would I do? I would I would sweep the floors to begin with, get all like the, the stray hairs, mm-hmm. take a dry Swiffer to it, then take a wet Swiffer to the floors and then give it 30 minutes for the you know air to blow oh. around a little bit. And then the more hair comes out from the crevices. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? This is going to be good enough for now for the next week. Yes, it's all you can do. We just run the Roomba and then you have to vacuum as well. But the Roomba at least keeps like 
the dust ball or the hair balls from roaming around. They just hit corners and then you got to suck them up with a vacuum. But the Roomba has been a lifesaver for sure. Yeah. yeah. I also do Rover on the side. So. Oh, uh, fun. Yeah, I did that when I while I was in between jobs for a little bit and then kind of like picked out like the, the clients and their dogs that I like the most. Sure. And so I'll still do that from time to time since I work remote. I can just go over to their place and watch oh, their dog yeah. and just work. Uh, a lot of times it's over the weekend too, so keeps me out of trouble as well. Yes. Uh, because, you know, you, you step out in L.A. and breathe and it's at least $100. So yes. it's, uh, it's it's nice. So I enjoy being around dogs, but like you said, like it's it's a, it's a big commitment, especially if it I, is. I think people overlook a lot, like vet yeah. trips, like on top of food and everything, like. It's, yeah. it can be really expensive and God forbid there's an emergency and it's right. That's know, what I mean. It's too something. much. Yeah. So we'll see. I always say too, they live like so long and it's like, they never go away. It's a lot of, it's like an, it's a kid. It, they just, Oh, they just need you all the time. And I, I'm not ready for that yet. So again, a rental and it works out very well. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I stop just laughing. love calling her a rental. <laughs> Say, so, do you have any uh, horror stories from rovering? Yes. So when you actually mentioned the, it's like having a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one of the, like the last kind of like clients that came in net new had two older dogs. One was morbidly obese. Uh, mm-hmm. She was a sweetie. And the other one was quite literally dying from the inside out. Um, so, oh, wow. you know, and on my profile says I can take care of elderly dogs. Cause yeah, I was right. Yeah, you can. T- taking care of elderly dogs. Right. Uh, this one was, you know, just, he couldn't, so to start it, he couldn't drink water. You oh, had no. to oh. add a thickening agent to the water to turn it into like a gelatin. And he didn't like that, you know, no. and he, and like, it was so sad watching him try to get his sister's bowl. And like he's mm-hmm. like, I want real water, but he couldn't. Um, he, you had to feed him over the course of an hour and a half. So four separate little meals, yeah. with 10 to 15 minutes in between. And then make sure that he, you had to prop him up. He was like a 90 pound lab. So you had to like prop him up so that he's sitting so that it could move down his esophagus. Um, and then you had to what's called capitulate him. So you'd like give him this nebulizer, like this inhaler thing. And put a bunch of like smoke in his lungs to help break up the mucus and then you had to like cup the sides of his body oh. get up in his lungs um so that was on top of it and then he would regurgitate 10 oh. to 12 times throughout the day um and thankfully he didn't throw up while i was there but the yeah. regurgitation was enough to like make my heart stop, start racing like do i need to take yeah. a er right and the worst part was at night Every hour, every hour I was waking up and his sister would just start coughing in the night. Like, what's wrong with you? You've been fine all day. <laughs> yeah. All day. And now it's like, now you got this cough lady? Like, what's going on here? Um, and so they were both like, and then like, and then I was super stressed at work, like, because I was trying to do all this while like being on calls. Yeah. Like, uh, is the dog, is the dog okay? Uh, let's hope it's not dying right now. Like I'm in the middle right. of a presentation, like. Um, yeah, wait 10 minutes. So that's, that's my horror story there. And, uh, I told them afterwards, they're like, you know, we'd love to have you again. I was like, you know, candidly, I think you need a professional caretaker. This was 
a lot for someone that just is on a rover. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't kind of skip skip steps here with with a dog that right. needs as much care. Yeah. Well, and it can't be the same price as like I don't know how people will price their dogs, but like that's a lot. Of, that's ex- in extensive care. Yeah, and I would have asked for more, but since it was already two dogs, like you already your rate automatically doubles. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit more because they were special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but special needs is like, you know, there's a, a great Dane that I watched that has leash aggression. Like that's special mm-hmm. needs. But like when he's like, he's a cat inside, he just lays around all day and he's yeah. the sweetest thing. He just yeah. gets really vicious when dogs come by. And then you yell, you yell at him and he turns around and he's just got this big old droopy face. Yeah. Like, did I do something wrong? Yeah. So, oh. you know, come on, Bucket, you can't be doing that. Like, it's, you're really yeah. scary to other people. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, with Tate, he's an 110-pound dog, and he's just a big baby, but it's like, when he barks, it is yeah. frightening. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you have to remember, I mean, in the end of the end, they're an animal, you know? They it are is a wild scary. Animal. Yeah, just living in your house. I Sucking can't. on a bone. Well, and taking care of like a elderly pet in that regard, especially one that far along, is terrifying because they say that like a lot of times pets will pass away when the owner is gone. Yeah. My sister, true. my sister brought that up too. And that was another big like usually I'll leave for like an hour or two, go to the gym, like grab yeah. lunch. Like even then I'd be out grabbing lunch in just like 15 minutes and I'd be watching my watch like uh, I, I need to get back. Like I'm getting yeah. anxious, you know. Um, mm. But ironically enough, he actually got better. Like the as like I got closer to the end of the stay, and oh uh, he didn't regurgitate that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know wow. what it was. I wasn't complaining, but I wasn't gonna do it again. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. That's so tough. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes you gotta. If you're going to be a dog owner, you have to be, you have to be a dog owner till the end, which means sometimes you have to make the responsible decision. You know what? It's just, it's very tough, but you got to be a strong person in the end because it's not fun at all Mm -hmm. to do. No. Should we bring it back up? Let's talk about, uh, (laughs) you guys, were you ever in musical theater together in choir only? You is that musical theater? Did you do White Christmas? Were you in a <gasps> were you in a musical? Did you do it the year that like I don't know if you did. No, I don't think you could have. Christmas would have been really that would have conflicted a lot with like the end of swimming, swimming season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think you ever I did. I did like the USO shows. Like we were in uh show choir. So yeah. a little bit uh, the a theatrics, little. you know. Yeah. I dabbled. Um, nice. That's cool. That was it. I that and uh, American Pie, I remember doing. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, oh, I think theater, theater would have been a bit of an overcommitment just with swimming as well. Yeah, you wouldn't have been allowed. <laughs> yeah, Frankly. Jim, yeah, Jim would have cut that out. <laughs> yeah, he would have shut that shit down. Well, and it was hard, too, because he was also one of the deans at school. So, like, you saw him at practice, but then would also see him in the hallway and just, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot. Couldn't get away with anything. He saw everything. Always. And if he didn't see it, he'd just speculate and make an <laughs> assumption. Yep. He'd, he'd find out. 
I remember when I started hanging out with like James Kelly and Andrew Gordon. Oh my God. Uh, and it was, it was, it was candidly, it was just like hanging out. Like, you know, yeah. again, it was underclassmen got to like hang out with some of the, the upperclassmen. Yeah. Um, and then he started accusing me of like drinking out on Grandview. And I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, and he started just gaslighting me. Like, no, you, I know what you're doing. I'm not stupid. And then it's like, I left and I was like, all right, well, like, why don't I just start fucking drinking with them then? You know, if I'm already like being accused of it, right. like, what, what do I have to lose now? Um, that was just so, so frustrating to me. Yeah. Getting automatically assumed that you're partaking. Yeah. But he would, he'd fish like that. He would try to catch a. Mm-hmm. I remember the one time in high school that I, um, they, there had been a party over the weekend and they decided to start doing drug tests and they did random drug tests and they were like, I think trying to pull people that they thought had been invited or whatever. I was like, I was not at that party. I did not do that. And I went and I said, can I go first <laughs> in the room? Because power move. Yeah. Because I knew I would pass and there were a bunch of people in there that looked terrified waiting I was like I'm gonna go and then I'm just gonna take a double lunch because they don't need to know I got done with this and I did good for you that was smart yeah that was really smart playing chess yeah we love to see it what can I say I was a good kid my later years in high school I got all my bad shit out early (laughs) I was unfortunately too good of a kid all of high school I really did nothing exciting. Not unfortunately. It's good to be a good kid. Nothing Sam, were you? Yeah. Were you a good or a bad? Yeah, I'd say I was I was pretty good. I had my I had pretty strict parents growing up and I forget about that a lot because like when I turned eighteen it was just like my mom was like, I don't care, you know, it's like I'm not liable anymore. And uh mm-hmm. so she she really eased up. Um but yeah, growing up, it was like, and also just with swimming, like I, I literally couldn't. And to Maddie's point, like our coach was the dean, like I would, it was just too risky to, to kind of like goof yeah. around like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I pushed it. I'm, I'm a risk taker and I, I take calculated risks, I like to think. So um, that's smart. Whatever I could get away with, I would, I'd push it for, push for yeah, it. Yeah, I understand um, that. Yeah, I was too scared always. <laughs> I'm a little baby. I have reckless friends that used to put me in horrible situations and I'd be like, I have to get, I have to get out of this. And this is why that's the lesson I've learned. I can get myself out of any situation and it might just be I'm fucking leaving. Like I'll just say it and I'll be out of there. So good that is you. one lesson that's, I got. That's a good trait that. to have for sure. Yeah. That's why I always tease everybody. I go do you want to go? I'll get us out of here. I can get us out of any conversation or any situation. You just have to give me the heads up and I got us out. She's a Leo. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a Leo. A leader. Um, so Sam, you recently started streaming. Yes, I, I have been streaming kind of, uh, inconsistently, but on and off for, for the past couple of months now. Um, it's been fun. I got a new setup now, which I'm really excited about. I switched from TV to monitor, which has been a very big adjustment for me personally. I've always been like Xbox TV. Like, that's just how it goes. Um, so I enjoy it, but it's also like 
I'm at my desk all day, you know, working. And mm-hmm. so like the like during the week, the idea of like, you know, just turning off my work laptop and turning on the Xbox and in front of the same like area is like not as appealing. Yeah. Um, and I kind of had a feeling that might be the case. Um, but I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. And I got like a nice group of, of friends online too. So it's it's all fun. So we, we have a good time together. What's your... I just realized oh, I no. don't follow you on my personal one because I don't get notifications. I'm going to follow you. You'll have them. To, yeah. You'll have yeah. to tune in. It's not, it's not super exciting because Battlefield is definitely like a, a longer game than like something yeah. like Call of Duty where it's very much like you know Fast. five ten minute round and like it's over a bunch happens like battlefield you can run across the map for like 90 seconds and not see a soul and so to be watching that unless you play the game yourself it's like not really a viewer um viewer like uh conducive stream yeah. but it's also like it's nice to stream because my xbox storage is a little tight um so it's like free free storage essentially so it's great mm, i didn't even think about that yeah, you're you're like the total stream will go away, but any clips that you make yeah. will like, are static. So it's nice. a great archive. That makes sense. Is that your you like your game you always play, or do you have? Yeah, I um I tend to romanticize games, so I'll stick with them for for a long time. Like it was it was something that CJ and I, CJ Copeland and I, started playing like senior year of college. Like we just like mm-hmm. goof around and like you know you didn't feel like uh, like drinking or anything like that. We could just go to his room and just like game for a bit. Um, and that was a lot of fun. That's like we also started hanging out a lot more since we were roommates like freshman year. So mm-hmm. it was kind of nice. And then. I ended up like getting an Xbox a few years later and I was like, I got Red Dead Redemption, of course, mm-hmm. and then was like, finished that. And I was like, well, what do I want to play now? And Battlefield came to mind. So I just grinded that. And then, you know, because like with the new games, it's like, you know, I'm not, you know, 16 anymore where like I can just spend all my free time gaming and not worry about these responsibilities, quote unquote. Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> have some funny stories about but anyway (laughs) um so it's like you get on there and you just get trashed by these 12 year olds that just do the most incredible things that like you don't even think is possible in a video game and it's just like that's not that's call me old-fashioned but i just like you know very simplistic movements and like you know the guns are real and like people aren't doing these you know loops and flips over you and then clipping how they kill you and showing it to all their friends and um all that insanity even cods like it's fun to play as a, as a break but it's just like it's it's not su- like super sustainable for me like you start they have like this gamification in there to keep you going um, yeah but it's just not it's not my my cup of tea that's fair that's fair we only play counter-strike <laughs> Well, that's not true. Hannah also plays cleaning up. Or I was going to say, oh, what is it called? Unpacking. I, unpacking, where you just unpack. It's like you've <laughs> moved and you're just unpacking stuff and putting it away. It's very, it's very relaxing. Um, but I have like no, I have very limited options because of having a Mac. You like can't play a lot of games. Mm. Um, so that's not fun. But uh, my boyfriend has a PS he has a ps5 but there's an old ps4 and i was like oh i'm gonna start downloading stuff so yes there's a disney game that i'm gonna download that my friend was telling me about it's like 
the what's that one? I don't know the game that everyone plays. That's like the Final neighborhood Fantasy? game. Which one? It, neighborhood game like Among Us. No, it's like uh, old school. I don't remember the name of it. That's so frustrating. Sims. It's something like Sims, but it's like little characters and. Toontown. No. Oh my God. Anyway, that game is like it's a Disney version of that game. How horrible. Okay. Well, anyway, I do this unpacking game where you move, um, but it's like you can't play any game because Macs just don't have access to anything. Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not great when it comes to compatibility. No. Um, I have a few I was gonna ask about your thoughts on the the Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy game that's coming out here soon because it has been the talk of the town on gaming Twitter. Yeah, uh, my boyfriend's going out of his mind excited about that one. Yeah. And I think I'm going to watch him play and see if I can play because that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. I've seen a bunch of stuff about it's like already getting tagged as like, and maybe I'm not seeing real things, but it being like, transphobic and such oh well probably because it's fucking harry potter and as like jk rowling's awful racism and no yeah it's like it's like yeah like if you've played call of duty it's it's like those games it's it's xbox like things online is just a haven for for folks like that regardless of what you're playing as far as i understand it like none of the like the game isn't directly attached to to jk rowling like she's not getting any money from it but like you could make the argument that like you know the exposure is probably good for the books and the movies and stuff like that and it trickles over yeah. but um i don't know it's just it's just like i don't know like it, i i have mixed feelings about it i, I don't know if i'm ultimately going to get it just because like i've read the books i've watched all the movies like like what's the game gonna really add but i'm also interested because i feel like there's like a lot of convergence going on like as far as video games and and tv goes Mm -hmm. now and it's like that that really interests me like how they're sort of bridging that like the last of us is a good example of of something that's come out last of us no so i i i'm not a playstation guy oh right so I think that's interesting. It gives me hope for Alice in Borderland that, you know, there could potentially be a video game spinoff of it, which I think would be genius and make a lot of sense. And I think they should definitely do it. You heard it here first. Make a game so Sam can play it. And it's okay. got to be Xbox and or PC. Control. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I Tom's been blazing through it. I think Good. he said yeah. he's like already halfway through season two or something. I am not that far along. I'm still in season one, but it's because Ben has been watching Breaking Bad and he's been off for a week. So I haven't watched any of my shows. I've just been watching stuff with him, but. Yeah, it's one of those things where you get like, once you get like break that like halfway mark, Mm -hmm. like in the first season, it's just like, I need to keep watching this. Yeah. Put it down. Well, even in the first, like, episode, ep- two episodes, you start figuring out what's going on, and you're like, okay, I think I know the the plot now. And then, it, yeah, it keeps going, so. They do it, they do it, in hindsight, like, they do a really good job of, like, not dragging out the intro just for the sake of backstory, 
they kind mm-hmm. of get into that. Like I think of Game of Thrones where it took me like three seasons to figure out who the fuck was who. And right. then it's like, and then it's like, okay, now I get everything, but I kind of need to go rewatch those first yes. three seasons because I didn't know who any of these characters were. And I was jumping mm-hmm. around between 12 houses and right. you know, like yeah. a whole family in, at each. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. I had a, a hard time with that too. Yeah. I had to re I, I tried to rewatch it, but that season one is a tough rewatch for all the, all the stuff happening in it is a tough rewatch, but I want to try and get through it. Yeah. I want to try and get through it because I think it would be worth it to rewatch them all, but we'll see. Animal Crossing. Oh, (laughs) animal crossing. Disney animal crossing. Yes. It's Disney version of animal crossing, but it has like the princesses and stuff. That was a tough one. What Hogwarts house are you, Sam? Um, I am, I'm kind of like a raven puff, I would say, a little bit in between those. Two. So yeah, somewhere in between there. Like I, I kind of like the like intellectual curiosity of the Ravenclaw house, but I also enjoy, it's kind of like the lightheartedness of, of Hufflepuffs. Mm-hmm. I obviously yeah. don't identify as Slytherin, and I feel like Gryffindor is like, you know, everybody oh. wants everybody wants to be Gryffindor, thinks they're Gryffindor, yeah. and it's like, I don't think you're going to be very, you know, Gryffindor in the heat of battle. Yeah, see, this is why I say I don't like that every time I take a fucking test, I get Gryffindor. It's the Leo in me. It's awful, and I hate it. I try and tell people all the time I wish I could be a Ravenclaw. That would be so much better. And I take the test, and I've taken them, and I've tried to, I take them normal, and then I'll try and, like, fuck it up, and I just... I still get Gryffindor. I don't know what's wrong with me, and it's awful. And I just wish I could be anything else. But anyway. You know, the, the sorting hat, it decides for you. It does. And I, and I was like, listen, I'm not taking a BuzzFeed quiz. You know what I mean? I went to wizardingworldofharrypotter.com and took the test. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Unfortunately, I get to be one of those awful Gryffindor. And I appreciate you saying all of that, because when I try and explain to people that I don't like telling people that because it's like, mm-hmm. ugh, you know, it's just yeah. embarrassing. Well, you know, it's, it's one thing when, when you've tried several times and you keep getting the same results, but like I when know. you ask people just like off the cuff and they're just responding with oh, sure. it's like, I don't think you've even read Harry Potter, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. The Raven Puff, I like that mix. That's a good mix. I would say I'm a Huffleclaw. Ooh, I like that. No, I'm I'm truly more of a Hufflepuff Gryffindor, but mm-hmm. like I always say, I think a Gryffindor is just a combination of the three. The other three. That's fair. Yeah, I also reading reading the books, my one of my favorite characters was Cedric Diggory. So he was mm-hmm. a big pull to the Hufflepuff house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I had a huge crush on um Oh, uh, that, that one girl that kind of likes Harry a bit. Cho Chang? Cho Chang, yes. But yeah, that makes sense. I forget those two were in Hufflepuff. I wish... See, this is what I like. No, she about, was in she was a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Oh, okay, okay. That makes more sense. Um, Wait, I was going to say, I know you said that, like, what more will the game give you from, like, the video, the movies and stuff but I think I like the games and the extensions and all that because I don't think you get a lot of like a story 
besides Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Like, there's a little bit of, like, Ron and Hermione and some of the Weasley stuff, but most of it is just Harry Potter instead of, like, I don't know what it's called, the Wizarding World, Hogwarts and all of it. You know, not just Harry Potter's story. Um, So I like that extension stuff. Yeah, and I think that's why I'm, like, still want to try it out because, like, you could say the same thing about, like, well, why watch the movie if you read the books? Like, it's it's just a different experience, you know? Yeah. So... I think that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. We I just had a road trip and we re-listened to Harry Potter on the road trip. So we listened right. to one and half of two. That's actually, I think I listened to the first three books maybe because I was like, I couldn't read the, like that level yet. I was in yeah. third grade. And yeah. like we had the audio tapes and that's what like, I think really got me into it. Yes. Yeah, the audio tapes got our other our cousins through a lot of road trips those audio tapes was like all they would listen to Mm. um sam we interviewed someone last night and um we're talking about the dating scene in new york but Mm. let's talk about give me one word to describe dating in la one word transient Maybe okay. I feel like, you know, you start uh, to add some context. I feel like it's like you kind of start going out with somebody and then like it, it whether it's like three weeks or, or six or like maybe two months, like all of a sudden it's just like ah, this isn't progressing anymore. And it's just kind of like over, like done and, and like the, the cord's been cut, um, which I've experienced on both like from from both sides yeah. a few times. And I think that that's been interesting and also I'm comparing it to San Francisco, like distance yeah. starts becoming a lot bigger of a factor. Um, yeah. Like, where are you at in the city? And um, yeah. I guess it's not like San Francisco where it's like they're usually just, you know, 30 minutes away at the, at the farthest. Yeah. Um, so it's been it's been interesting, but fun. I, I ultimately I like in meeting new people. So like to me, it's like going out on dates is just like, you know, at the end of the day, like you're just kind of meeting someone and uh, having a nice conversation and just kind of feeling it out. So. Yeah. See, you can't say that you're not a fire sign. How's <laughs> <laughs> that fiery? I feel like that's very just, just you know, go with the flow, watery. It's the yeah, no, it is that, but it's the social and liking to talk to people and meeting people and wanting to, you know, what I, that part of it is very yeah. fiery and Sagittarius specifically yes. is very social and friendly. That's why I, when I'm drunk, I am very social and friendly because that damn Sagittarius moon. That's why when you don't know me, you think I'm social and friendly. Mm-hmm. She's and not. Yeah. And then you get to know me and you're like, you're not. That's, you are terrified. Yeah, I think it also really drives like why I love traveling because I love yeah. meeting people and like from all around and just chatting with them and you know, That's, some people are still remain as friends and, you know, others just kind of phase out. But you never know who you run into. Like, it's it's been crazy. I've, I've bumped into people that I've met across the world in the most random places. And it's always it's always so fun. Absolutely. I love that when you're somewhere you don't live and neither does the other person. But then you, like, run into them in that city. That's wild. I love that. Yeah, one one of my when I went to Thailand, I met this guy, and he had a friend in San Francisco, 
And then when I moved out there, like just a few weeks into my uh, time in San Francisco, we were out at this Yelp bar and I see this guy and he's just like looking at me across the bar and it's like, it's just like, a, and I'm sure I was giving him the same look like, God, like you look so familiar, but I can't place you anywhere. I didn't go to school with you. I don't yeah. work with you. Like, who are, who are you? you? Like, it was like a legitimate, like five seconds of probably like staring each other down that it was like, oh, we met in Bangkok. And now you're here and you're just visiting your friend and like you happen to be at this bar and it was, it was so it was so crazy that's so yeah that's so wild it's all of a sudden it is a small world it is yeah. a much smaller world than we think always where all have you have you traveled anywhere else solo besides thailand colombia was was my last uh solo oh. trip I was going to go back to Sweden in 2020, but, you know, that whole pandemic thing shut that down. So I missed my midsummer experience. Um, yeah, I was really looking forward to dropping acid with all those folks in that village. Yeah. It's a reference to midsummer. But um, <laughs> I like yeah. tune. I was like, I just tuned back in when you said acid. I was like, wait a minute. What's yeah. happening? Broadcast. Yeah. Uh, no, references only. Um, but yeah, Columbia was my last solo trip. I'm actually going back in a few weeks, which I'm looking forward oh, cool. to. Um, I'm, I'm really pushing myself to actually use PTO versus just like, you know, in between jobs, taking that time to travel when I don't have like mm -hmm. commitments. But it's like, I, this is, that's why like, you know, I don't know, that's why I get burnt out is because it's like I force myself to stay on and don't allow myself to unplug. Yeah. I get that. Boy, do I. Okay. Well, we are ending the nearing the end here. Anna, do you have any final thoughts or questions? I don't have any questions, but I just wanted to tell you, I really do appreciate you sitting on the stream and wasting your time with us. It's very kind of you. And I it's appreciate not your engagement. Your yeah, no, it's, it's certainly not a waste of my time. Honestly, it's, it's something that I love that you do it on Wednesdays. Just like, because now it's like I, I used to work in an online community com uh, like uh, uh, SaaS company and like they were big on like rituals and like having a, a thing and now like as almost like a member of it it's like I'm like oh my god it's Wednesday like uh, you know yeah. Ketchup Only is coming on and it's 6 p.m. my time so it's perfect timing wise oh, yeah. actually like when I was back home it was like almost too late you know like for the holidays mm -hmm. I was like yeah oh, I, like, I'm tired I'm gonna fall asleep but here it's like you know I'm at my desk and like I'm, you know, already kind of off work, but I'm still sitting here. I need that break. And then I get the alert on my phone. I'm like, oh, time to jump in. Time yeah. to jump. That's so <laughs> nice. I appreciate it. So I should be thanking you all for streaming as you do. Well, we are entertainment. We try to be. We yeah. try yeah, we try to be. And and also winning that trivia was probably the highlight of, of my 2022. That was a big deal. That was a very big deal. Yeah, I forget which answer I really pressed on and made the case for, but I'm glad did. I did because that, that one question made the difference. It did because I think you won by one, maybe two points. It was crazy. And everyone was like, you're keeping score? I was like, this is a fucking competition. Of course you're <laughs> keeping score. And then I immediately made a pivot table so I could figure out the winner fast. And I was like, I am a nerd, but it's working out very well for us right now. <laughs> love it. We love a good pivot table. Yes, we do. We sure do. Y'all are wild. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Sam, thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. I hope you had a good time. Thank you. It's been an honor and a privilege. 
So I Love. appreciate you making the time and having me on. Thank you. Did you hear it? <laughs> I don't know if that's going to carry. Do you know what I mean? It's going to yeah. be such a long gap. Um, I think people are going to be like, what were we supposed to hear? Listen to the episode again. Take it from the top. Take it from the top. Speaking of from the top, how was the episode with Sam? I think it was great. How do you think the episode went? I think it went so good. Talking to Sam was very easy because he feels like a bestie from being on the streams and chatting. So it was good. I liked having him on. I think we need, you know, to have stars from the chat on. I think it's fun. We incorporate the crowd, you know. You got that right. I think people who come on the stream should be rewarded by getting interviewed for all caught up. That's what I'm saying. Just shout out. Listen, just let us know you want to be on and you'll be on. It's not that hard. It's pretty easy. In fact, Mm -hmm. you just have to ask. That's kind of how life is. Just got to ask. Look at this rat tail hair that's sticking out. Just one piece. What's the, what's the like, mindset of someone who decides to grow a rat tail in 2023 you know what i mean like okay. do you think and they're still trying to be a jedi or like what what, what is the thought process you were always trying to be a jedi if you have a rat tail you're trying to be a jedi period there's no other reason for it what's the other reason fashion fashion <laughs> <laughs> listen we have seen we have seen mullets make a strong comeback I am predicting, I am predicting that rat tails are next in line. Okay. I, (laughs) you heard it first. Oh, I have, literally, this is the first I'm hearing of it, that rat tails are coming back. You're going to see it in Vogue. Spring fashion week, everybody's going to have a rat tail. (laughs) Scream. Oh, God. (laughs) They're so, oh, you know, I just. It's so interesting. A choice. It's a choice. I think dependent on the person, it could be hot. (laughs) Okay, listen. Wait, let's talk through this. With like a buzz cut or like actually a little bit of hair and a rat tail? Because I could maybe do a little bit of hair and a rat tail. You want a butt? You want them almost bald and a fucking rat tail? You're sick. Don't say that out loud. Don't no, say that out loud. No, I'm. I'm trying to think. For uh, here's the thing. For like a woman, I could almost get behind like a military cut with a rat tail. For a but you gotta be. You gotta be hot to make that. Yeah. Happen. Listen, um, every woman's hot if they want to be. Men, on the other hand, <laughs> some of you. <laughs> Could be doing a lot more with what God gave you. And a tweezer would go a long way. Ah, tweezer. I just like to say. Wait, how did we get here? Rat tails. <laughs> you had one, you said. <laughs> um, it is New York Fashion Week, so Ooh, this could out. really inform the the trajectory of Listen, Matt Gala this year. Rat Met tails Gala. everywhere. Megala theme, rat tail extravaganza. <laughs> oh, I hope. Um, all right. Well, this was an insane episode, but I hope there was calm in the middle with Sam. Maybe. Probably not. Our second issue of Biweekly came out yesterday. Yes, it did. It sure did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
How do you feel about it? I feel confident. Love that. I I think they're fun to send out. I think they're just going to keep getting better. And I think the content will be interesting and enjoyable. Well, well, well. I agree. I like them. I think they're fun. Um, if you think you're supposed to be getting one and you didn't get one, maybe check your spam folder. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not signed up yet, why not? Don't you love us? Yeah, why aren't you? Oh, come on. It's going to have hot details of my entire life in it. So The hottest goss is going yeah. in there. Get so. with it or get out. That's Stay actually, in. yeah. Don't get out. <laughs> get out stay in stay in stay in forever all right well are you all caught up hannah i am all caught up we'll see you next time y'all better have a rat <laughs>